Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Taking your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab Computer Systems. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, we do this as a public service to the general public. Our day jobs happen to be working with um, Connecticut small businesses, small to mid-sized businesses. We support about 400-plus uh, businesses in with, uh, within Connecticut, and about 7,000 computers that we support and maintain uh, for our clients. And uh, I've got a quick story if you're a small business in Connecticut. Um, I went to visit a prospect. They called me and said, hey, Eric, we're not happy with our IT company. Can you guys uh, support us? And, of course, I went out there and met with the company and provided a proposal. And the the, the uh, prospect said, sure, I want to go with you guys. I get a 30-day cancellation with my quote-unquote MSP, managed service provider. We'll put that in quotes. Um, and so then he you know, lets me know we're going to go ahead with uh, with Tab. And he finds out that his contract is a little interesting. His, How so? <laughs> well, he has a three-year contract with this managed service provider that you can only adjust in the last thirty days of the three years. So you have a, you can do a thirty-day cancellation with this with uh, this other IT provider, but only if you've experienced the entire three-year period, and only at the very end do you have a thirty-day window, or it'll auto renew. For another three years. Exactly. And then you got to wait three more years for your 30-day window. Right. You can get divorced easy, more easily than this. Um, <laughs> but you can't leave your managed service provider. I ask you this. What are you guys so afraid of? Why must you lock your clients into these contracts if they don't want to work with you anymore? Um, at Tab, we don't do that. We have no problem earning our clients business month to month. Um, but most of our competitors have these ridiculous contracts that say you must work with us for this period of time, whether you like us or not. That's just kooky. And obviously, it shows that you know they're not that confident in their work if they have to lock their customers into it. It's the only business out there that I know. If you want to leave your attorney, you can do it. If you want to leave your insurance agent, you can do it. If you want to leave your plumber, you can do it. If you want to leave your HVAC guy, you can do it. If you want to leave your IT guy... You can't do it <laughs> unless it's 30 days within the end of a contract. That's just crazy. Um, I'm well, sure we've seen other crazy things. <laughs> we we've seen contracts where folks were locked into five years, half a decade with an IT company they weren't happy with. We've seen clients where they got sued for a quarter million dollars to leave their IT company who literally blew them up. And they still get sued by the company that they were leaving. Because they didn't, they wanted to leave before the end of the term, even though they blew up their customer. How about the companies that I'm going to charge you for your domain name? Oh, and yeah. I'm going to keep it. That's, and if you leave me, 
Ben. I'm going to take I away my marble. Domain. You, yeah. you, you that, can't have your domain. That back. happened. <laughs> we have a, we have a uh, town that we support, and then their old IT provider <sighs> registered the town's name, and he registered it as if he owned the town's name. They left him. They tried to sue him to get the na- the domain name back, and he won because it's th- this judge is like, well, he registered it, and this guy the wins. Judge didn't know the, the no rules. nine tenths. He did know the rules. The rules are stupid. So you got to be careful. If your IT provider registers your domain name of your company, let's say your company is Aetna, Aetna.com, and they pay Bob, hey, Bob, can you maintain my domain? And Bob registers it as if he owns Aetna.com, he technically can hold them hostage. Even The only difference with Aetna and maybe the, the town name is registered trademark. Aetna is a registered trademark, and Bob will have a hard time controlling that. But guess what? You can't register trademark a town name. <laughs> so this IT guy has done this to many towns. Uh, he has a history of doing it. And um, the town that we picked up sued them to get his to get their domain back and lost. It's still, crazy. It's still not right. It is not right. It is not right. The guy has some serious gumption. Well, the guy gets to pay for that domain that now you know he owns right. in perpetuity. If he wants to, but the town can't do anything with it anyways. They already had to use a new domain name versus the one they've been using forever that he registered, quote-unquote, for them. But if the guy drops it and lets it go... Then they can grab it, but they have no use for it anymore. They've already had to move on. Um, So I just wanted to give you some stories from the IT world that we deal with on a regular basis. Oh, there's one other thing that we saw recently, again, with new customers. So what's happening with these managed service providers is they're spinning up pieces of a company's function in the cloud... Right. So in this one case, this construction company that we we picked up, they called us because they had all sorts of problems with their current providers and they were losing data. The the provider was sticking data on their local systems, dragging it out to the cloud, dragging it back, and eventually they lost all sorts of data. And they said, Enough of this IT provider, we're leaving them. Well it turns out they spun up a chunk of their domain in the cloud. Unbeknownst really to the uh these construction folks, they don't have any clue as how this stuff works. But but you can't leave these guys because they got you in the cloud. So if you want to exit the contract, they're like, well, you got to pay us for all the services you didn't like that we broke on you before we'll release you from your five-year contract. Well, in this case, it's not even a worry of the contract. They control your domain somewhere out of your control as a business. So be careful, guys. We're finding this in small businesses, medium-sized businesses where these MSPs stick chunks of your company out of your control, within their control, that you can't arrest control from until you pay whatever bills you d- you already decided were not valid, and they have then release you from their hold. AKA extortion. Yeah, you're you're kind of locked in. So be careful when you stick it in the cloud, because trying to get it back might be harder. Um, and uh, just the stuff we've seen recently that's just it's getting scary out there. Do you want to know how you can control your own destiny? Keep it within your walls, right? Because then. Any IT provider can come in and punt the old one by simply changing router passwords and domain passwords. But when it's in their purview, in their data center, or in some third-party cloud, you cannot get to it, period. And they've got your data. And they may have your application. So be wary of what you're signing for when it's out of your control. These these contracts are getting silly. Yeah, but I won't have to worry about it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right, Bob. <laughs> uh, let's bring up some uh, technology news like we, like we always do. Anything going on that you, oh, want, that you thought was interesting? Lots of stuff. Okay, here's one I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. Japan reportedly will stop buying Huawei 
Oh, they're not buying ZTE Huawei equipment. Yeah. Right. The government's ban may come next week. Sources tell Reuters. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you say. Potato, potato. <laughs> exactly. Tomato, tomato. Japan will uh, reportedly ban government purchases of Huawei and ZTE equipment to avoid hacks and intelligent link, intelligence links. Leaks. Right. right. Easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. The country's government mm-hmm. is likely to tweak its procurement rules to exclude Chinese companies as soon as Monday, mm-hmm. Reuters reported Friday, citing the Yomiuri newspaper, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I hope, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can't read. <laughs> the <laughs> can't news, read Japanese. The news follows U.S. Uh, is working to persuade its foreign allies, including Japan, to avoid using Huawei equipment mm-hmm. and, and in their wireless and Internet services, warning of cybersecurity risks. Of course. So they, the Japanese government will avoid specifically naming the two companies in the altered rules for fear of damaging relations with China, but they'll be tailored to steer clear of companies it suspects pose as a national security threat, sources told the outlets. Of course. And uh, it may also ban products from Japanese companies that that use Huawei and ZTE parts. Interesting, yeah. So, Well, we already know that one of the higher-ups at Huawei was an, uh, arrested in Canada because it turns out she was possibly cheating on the sanctions in that's Iran. That's what it says here in uh, what you call Huawei's. Chief financial officer was arrested in Canada on mm. Saturday following a U.S. request over alleged trans, uh, Iran sanctions violations. Mm. Neither the Japanese government, Huawei, nor ZTE immediately responded to requests for comment. Right. And it's the same thing like with Kaspersky. We always were joking about that. It's a Russian antivirus product that you would put on your computers, guys. I mean, this is the, the, our government was putting this Kaspersky antivirus software on their computers. So we spent all this time and energy with with DFARS and 800-171, secure 800-171 NIST compliance to make sure you're protecting, you know, CUI data. And then you stick a Russian antivirus software on your computer. That makes sense, huh? Well, you know, we got to keep colluding with Russia. I mean, it's Kaspersky. May as well call it KGB. I mean, again, you don't... Well, where does the K come from? I don't know. (laughs) It's just silly, guys. Why would we put... Again, why would we use Huawei technology in any of our... uh, products here in America, or why would the Japanese do it? You know the Chinese are going to you know, stick something in there that's going to allow for them to spy on us. We already have Zuckerberg spying on us. Why? We don't need the Chinese spying on us, too. Okay. Maybe we're all paranoid. I have no idea, but yeah. I think we built, We should be buying and building American right. call it a day. What else you got, Bob? Uh, well, I got this article, but before I do, I want to give a shout-out to Hartford PD. Oh, that's right. We're supposed to do knows, that. He knows who we're talking about. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> Uh, text invasion of our privacy. This is uh, but this has nothing to do with Harvard PD. No. Oh, okay. We we'll be clear there. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Text invasion of our privacy made us more paranoid in 2018. Of course. <clears throat> when taking a quiz on Facebook leads to an unknown analytics firm gathering information on you, your friends, and your family, the uncomfortable truth starts to settle in. Mm-hmm. There's almost nothing you can do online without digitalized following you. Oh, I wanted to have them. Do that Rockwell song. Right. It's, it's free. You're the somebody, commodity. No, somebody's watching me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Michael yeah. Jackson did the, did the uh, background vocals on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was something. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. But it is 2018, and we have we are much more paranoid these days. Well, because they, don't do much they about are. It, they, they're going on to talk about <clears throat> what you call it, the Analytica. Yeah. Uh, Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Right. And then they're going through all of this and how you take these quizzes, and they got like – it. 
personal information from 87 million people. Right. And Stop you know, taking these quizzes, guys. Google is collecting your information without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about all of this new legislation that they want to do. This is an eight-page article, and it's very interesting. And if you're concerned about privacy, I'd suggest that you go to Computer Talk with Tab mm-hmm. and click on the link. Yeah, we'll put a link And Oh, by you. the way, DuckDuckGo. Yeah. They used to think that it was great when they got 50% more people using their uh, search engine because right. of uh, for privacy. For, for privacy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now it's like jumped over uh, by $3 billion over the last year. A lot of people using DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. They, they claim to be a little more a little they don't more ke- They don't keep track of, the, uh, of, of where, where you're, you're going. going. Yeah. So they're not at this point – Selling your information. <laughs> yeah. Haven't sold out. So we'll put those links up here for you and we'll get to your calls. Four lines open on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. We'll do our best. Remember, if you're listening on, on the stream over at radio.com, wherever you are in the country, feel free to get online there. 800 966 WTIC. So we'll be right back after this quick break. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning. You guys are obviously partying too much the night before. Uh, we did have our Tab Christmas party, and we're here. Bob and I made it through. Right? We were responsible, had some fun, and we got up this morning, and we're in the, sh- in the studio. Yeah, well, I limited my alcoholic consumption. <laughs> Me too. Um, so... Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, speaking of Facebook in the last segment, Zuckerberg might have more explaining to do um, because it turns out that the British Parliament uh, has about 250 pages of documents that it's got uh, gotten a hold of during some investigations appearing to show that Facebook has been ignoring their own consent decree that they put together in 2011 saying that they'll give users meaningful um, – uh, abilities to restrict access to their their data by third parties. It would turn it turns out that surprise surprise, Facebook would quote unquote whitelist all sorts of apps, allowing them to you know suck up the data um, in our profiles, um, unbeknownst again to us users of said Facebook, and uh, they might be called back in. You know, haul, haul Mr. Zuckerberg and his hoodie in to talk to the folks in Congress. Of course, those folks are all lawyers and really don't have a whole clue as to how IT works, sadly. Um, but they might have a couple folks that will ask a couple of good questions, maybe. Right? Well, you know, a lawmaker likes to pass laws. They're not necessarily good laws, but they're doing something. They're doing something, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but we really need to find more folks, real people, that can step up and be a part of our legislators that might have some... IT or practical skill sets other than lawyering. Nothing against lawyers. We have great friends that are lawyers. You guys are great. But there's way too many of you in our legislature. <laughs> I know it says legislature. It's legal. Uh, I know that might have drawn you there, but we need regular people, folks that you know work with their hands and you know build things and work with IT. And you know, let's get some real people in our legislatures if we can. Because I don't know. I'm not sure, sure we're getting good representation as it is. Let's go on to your calls. We've got Robert in Sandy Hook. Who's got an issue? Hey, Robert, what's up? 
Hi, good morning. morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I really enjoy your show, and I'm looking for some help this morning. Our pleasure. Let's see what we can do for you. Yeah, so I'm running an HP Pavilion desktop computer that was built on uh, Windows 7, purchased mm-hmm. in 2012, okay. and ever since the Windows 10 October 2018 update, oh. my computer randomly doesn't work with the keyboard. It'll, it'll type uh, uppercase when it's set on lowercase. It'll do lowercase when it's set on uppercase. It won't mm. backspace. But it doesn't always work. Like right now, the backspace doesn't work, but everything else is working. Do you have a wireless keyboard? I do not. It's wired. All right. Have you tried another keyboard? I haven't tried that. I could could try that. So try that. I mean, October, that October update was one of Microsoft's worst. Okay. The worst um, update to date, which is hard to do for Microsoft because they have such great track records. But that were, that update was so bad, and then they re- withdrew it, then they re-released it, then they withdrew it, and they re- it's just a big, big mess. So it could be the update causing the issue, or it just could be a flaked-out keyboard. And the quickest test is to just use a different keyboard and see if you get the same result. Okay. If you do get the same result, you could possibly blame that update, and you may have to roll the update back. Okay. So you would go to a restore point. Um, you know, before the update occurred and try to get your system running that way. Um, But I suspect it's, I really don't want to blame Microsoft in this case. I suspect it's your keyboard flaking out. That's where I'm going first. So how do I have actually rolled back, but then it it keeps on its own, just keeps updating, and I can't seem to stop it even when I tell it not to update. Eventually, a week later, it'll just update on its own. They are the Borg. You will be assimilated. You have no... Well, you have no resistance. resistance. There it is. Thank you. Uh, we can show you how to turn off updates. Um, we can put some links up there as to how to block these things. However, so it's a catch-22, right? If you don't update your system, you can't protect it from Microsoft's bugs, right? So it's kind of a, the reason you need updates is because there's all sorts of security holes in the software that Microsoft eventually patches. But the ba- if you don't patch it, the bad guys know that the holes exist, and now you become vulnerable thanks to Microsoft. So you're just stuck in this horrible loop. Um, but uh, we'll put a, we can put a link up there to show you how to block updates or stop updates or delay updates. Let's let's call it that. Okay. Um, but you should try to keep your system current. Um, okay. It's in your best inter- interest generally. But uh, I bet it's just a, a flaky keyboard, Robert. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your help this yeah. morning. If you get a spare one and you're, you want to try it out and call us back, feel free to. I'll do that. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So we'll put a link up there for you guys just to... Delay the updates of Microsoft. Uh oh, what do you got there going on there, Bob? You gotta turn that speaker down. <laughs> well, let's go on to uh, Dennis and Heron. Hey, Dennis, what's up? Hello, how hey. you doing? Good, how are you, sir? Good, good. Hey, um, my bride bought a uh, brand new HP lap- laptop, seventeen inch, and um, it's pretty nice. <laughs> you know, it's got a lot of features on it, and so on. It's even got a touch screen. It's so forth. Now, I haven't done anything as far as connecting this thing to the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't want to do anything wrong here. Okay. Is, is is there a, a link that you have up someplace uh, to to say what kind of software I should put protection software I should put on there? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we've got links going back for many months of, of some of the things that we would recommend. Number one, I would recommend configuring OpenDNS for her. Open DNS. DNS. Yeah, it's a free internet filter for general folks, and we've got and links. How do I get there? Is that on your Oh, yeah. Website? If you go to computertalkwithtab.com and you go to our past links, you will find 
many examples of us linking the instructions as to how to do that. Gotcha. And then um, if you want to obviously make sure she has antivirus running, whether it comes free with the um, workstation or, or maybe you have a trial of some antivirus that comes with it, make sure that is active. Yeah, the only thing that I think that it has on it um, is uh, virus and threat protection from um, the, the manufacturer. The man, well, there's got to be a third party. They got into <clears throat> cahoots with the uh, excuse me with the um, antivirus manufacturer of some kind. Yeah, I've, I've got another computer I've, I've used Norton on. I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, you can use Norton. You okay. can get that on for Those are the two basics that we would okay. recommend. Other than that, you'll be fine. Okay, sounds great. All right, Dennis, good luck. Thanks a lot. All right, don't break it. <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> All right, talk to you soon. Bye. All right, bye-bye. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Four lines wide open on uh, Computer Computer Talk with Tab this morning. Generally, the lines are all going to jam up around the 10 o'clock hour. So if you do have a question you want to get answered, give us a ring this morning, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we talk about all the time is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it might get into your news feed, and you'll see some of the links in there. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, you get time for that. You go to Tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. It is the holiday season. Maybe you guys are all shopping. You're not in your car shopping because you're shopping online, sitting in your underwear on the computer, <laughs> doing your shopping online, the magic of technology. Um, but feel free to get online if you uh, have any IT questions. We're here for that. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, four lines wide open on this Saturday morning. Uh, we have some news here from from uh, CNET. Microsoft is calling for regulation of facial recognition technology. And uh, they're worried that uh, it might not be done properly or well. Uh, and uh, they uh, want to make sure that there's some rules that are set as far as how we can use the technology uh, and make sure that everyone's complying with the laws. They want a human to review any facial recognition results rather, rather than leaving them to computers. Now, I've seen some stories recently where they've got this technology implemented at an airport. I can't remember which one, and I was going to do a Google search before we came back from uh, the break. San Francisco. Is it? And, yeah, um, Chicago apparently is putting it in, too. And the idea of it is actually really drastically improving the speed of doing your TSA check. Um, they just they see your face, and you're good to go. Now, in this article, though, um, there were some tests that were done. Um, uh, basically, that uh, I guess the ACLU did a test of the software in July, and uh, found that the system mistakenly confused 28 congressmen with known criminals. Now, obviously, that's the punchline because I'm not sure you can tell the difference. <laughs> but that was too easy, obviously. Um, but, you know, it still has to be perfected. But frankly, I think facial recognition technology, I'm not afraid of that. Um, as long as you haven't done anything wrong, right? Um, <laughs> Where is your, your, in, your twin? 
you know, has my doppelganger, your doppelganger from well, some you know, other from some other universe. I was reading an article. From the multiverse. God, that this was years ago that said that the odds are genetically, yeah, there are eight people in the world who look exactly like you do. I'm sorry for them, and they may not. We got a faces. I got a face for radio. I cannot believe that yeah, eight well, people I that identically. It. Yeah, and have you ever had somebody come up to you and call you by another name? No, I have. Really? Oh, many times. Hmm. And so it, they say some some name. And I go, that's not me. Interesting. So you know, eight people, people. You on, think? Yeah. Well, that's what they say because you know people have migrated over well, centuries yeah. all over the world. That's a weird combination to get so, me eight know, times. Your DNA is all over the place. Well, sure, sure. I just don't know that I believe that there's that much. Uh, I mean, they would have to have had eaten the same food well, and produced the same. I mean, those facial recognition points have to do with all sorts of things, right? So, you know, I'm a little plumper than the other eight guys, maybe, or a little skinnier, depending on, well, on who you're who you're matching me up against. Just, I can't imagine I'm identical. Just earlier in the year. Yeah. There was a woman from Russia Uh-oh. that looked identical to this woman from New York. Yeah. And they met each other and became good friends. Yeah. And then they lived in the same, they moved into the same apartment together. Uh-huh. So they they looked like identical twins. All right. One was Russian and one was American. Yeah. And then the Russian lady yeah. poisoned <gasps> the uh, American lady with cheesecake. Ah, Took her with credit cheesecake? cards, her wallet, her identification, all of it, everything that identified her, and uh, assumed her identity. Well, the cheesecake didn't kill the American. Oh, woman. thank goodness! <laughs> but the point is, is that Where, what stories are you reading about? <laughs> Poisonous cheesecake. But the point is, this person found well, her, in the befriended news. her. Really, really. No. Oh. Well, uh, well, I happen to remember it. But you, I would think there's still going to be some differences that allow for fake, fa- facial recognition to work. Because the technology makes perfect sense to me to be able to pre-identify folks that you already know are on a list, uh, you know, known terrorists, congressmen, whatever so you want to put there. The test would be, <laughs> could facial recognition technology tell these two people apart? Right. They weren't identical twins. Right. They were... Close enough. Well, 95% twins. They were twins. identical looking people that weren't related to each other. Yeah. Well, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not sure. You know, Microsoft's calling for some sort of you know, regulation um, on making sure that it protects individuals' rights, which, of course, is nice to hear from an IT company trying to protect our rights. Again, this is these are the same IT companies that are giving all of our information away, and our the, the right to privacy has been gone for years. So you don't want to buy facial recognition from company A. You need to buy it from Microsoft because right. ours is better. And it fits the regulations. Well, we'll we'll put this up here for Let you guys. Let me take you out to lunch. I'm not too. Yeah, I'm not too <laughs> worried about it, frankly. I mean, the technology you really can't stop it. Facial recognition technology is going to be here, mm-hmm. and we're going to just have to deal with it. So again, four lines wide open, guys. Feel free to get online. Let us know if you're afraid of facial recognition. We'd be happy to chat about that. In other Microsoft news, this is kind of funny. So you guys know, we actually had a caller last week who was like, "I'm an Edge browser user and I love it." Well, Microsoft <laughs> still uses the Edge browser. But they punted their own engine that creates the browser and went with the open source Chromium, which, of course, Google has used to produce their Chrome browser. So Microsoft has punted and finally, finally has decided to use something that works better. Well, Um, open source is, uh, think about it, it's cheaper. You don't need your own team of uh, developers. Right, you just use the open source that's coming at you. Yeah, and they're fixing it all the time. And, and Microsoft uh, contends that what's happening here is because most website developers base their site off of Chrome, 
90, 90%, I guess, they don't bother testing it against Edge. They don't bother testing it against Firefox. They test it against Chrome. And, of course, you have these troubles with Edge and the other browsers. So Microsoft said, all right, we, we give up. We'll use Chromium to base our browser as well. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be any better on the Edge side. We'd still tell you not to use Microsoft's browsers. Well, but You don't think that that in some way wouldn't have something to do with what you talked about months ago about how Microsoft laid off their entire browser team? They did? Yeah, you remember know. that? No, story? I don't. Yeah, I remember that story. Really? Yeah. Well, that's too bad for them. So then they got rid of their browser team and said, "Hey, let's go to Chromium. We need a browser that works." <laughs> <laughs> well, that stinks for them. I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, it is interesting to know that they they've decided to throw their hands up and use Chromium. Hey, maybe we'll have a better experience with with the Edge browser now. Who knows? Um, anything else we want to bring up, Bob? While we're waiting for calls again, four lines wide open on the Saturday morning. This is really unusual. Uh, I'm not sure maybe if Matt broke the phones or something, but uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTSI. However, it does happen occasionally, Matt. So we've done this show for 23 years. And if maybe finally, at this point today, this is the day all computer problems are solved, Bob and I can hang up our, our, pocket, our pen pocket protectors and our broken glasses and Nobody's get out listening. in the sun. Nobody's listening to us today because they're out doing their last-minute Christmas shopping. <laughs> well, it's not last minute. You got plenty of time to click, <laughs> to click well, and buy. You got to get it before, so it has time to actually get here. Oh, versus you know the uh, brick and mortar, you can just go buy and, and pick it take up. it home. Yeah. And good then old wrap days. it up in the good old days. In some places, they'll even wrap it for you. What else you got going on, Bob? In the news, as we wait for calls, <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh oh, Omuamwa. Okay. Omuamwa. Sounds like a cheat. Yeah, Omuamwa. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce it yeah. either. Maybe just one of many interstellar visitors. See, uh, Dan Danny from Glastonbury is going to like this one. Mm -hmm. The bizarre object from outside the solar system that <clears throat> buzzed us last year is now long gone, but there may be others that have stuck around. Okay, sure. So ever since the slender cigar-shaped asteroid or comet, or mm. maybe alien spacecraft <laughs> right. named Omuamwa, Mm -hmm. Cruised through our solar system last year. Scientists have wished it could have stayed a little longer and mm -hmm. maybe posed for a few more close-ups. Now that <clears throat> one of the most respected researchers studying the enigmatic ign uh, visitor sa says there may be other interstellar objects like it already here, orbiting among the masses of space rocks mm -hmm. that have been circling okay. our sun for millions or even billions of years. Sure. So, so what are they going to do? Are they going to stick something on? They're going to send something up? Well, they can't. It's gone. But no, I know that one is, but what's their plan? The oblong object dropped into our solar system sometime in 2017. Yeah. It was spotted as it took a left turn around the sun, then flew back out to space, leaving Earthlings to speculate almost nonstop about what it was and where it came from. Mm -hmm. Even weirder than its shape is it seemed to speed up on its way out of the solar system, further adding to the mystery. It seemed to or it did. So, again, you look at these physicists and that we... we you know, we, we, we love them. We trust them. Did it or did it not? Seem to doesn't seem to be too scientific. Well, that's why they were hoping it would stick around a little longer so they could study it more. Yeah, because but, if it did speed up, that is that could be something. You can't, you, a rock's not going to speed up without some sort of power. So it says, some kind of an asteroid, yeah. a dead or dying comet, or even an alien craft from another solar system were among the early suggestions. As it was on its way out of the solar system, it right. was checked for radio signals that we would expect to find emanating from a spaceship. Mm. But Omwamwa... <laughs> 
Why couldn't boy. they just call it Bob? Why are they going to call it Omar? <laughs> or Eric. <laughs> or anything. Yeah, why would they call it that? It seemed to be just a uh, rogue hung for rock from very, very far away. That was until last month. Yeah. When Harvard professor A.V. Loeb mm-hmm. and postdoctoral researcher Shmuel Bialy mm-hmm. a published, uh, published a paper su- suggesting... Scientists should at least consider Oumuamua's strange <laughs> acceleration and could be explained another way. The more exotic scenario is that Oumuamua... <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> O-Rock. Go ahead. Maybe a more... Maybe a fully operational probe sent intentionally to the Earth's vicinity by an alien civilization. Hmm. So they didn't stick around very long. They're I'm sending a probe to study us. They're probing us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The study generated more worldwide attention than the original discovery of, you know what? No, I don't. <laughs> a mwamwa. Oh. <laughs> a right. year earlier, including plenty of raised eyebrows from other scientists. Uh, we'll put a link up there for this. But, uh, yeah, I did hear that. I mean, anything like that that's accelerating out of here, it either did or it didn't. Did it or didn't it? It seemed to. It doesn't seem to match up with. I'm sure they recorded it. Didn't stick it. Long, around long enough for them to figure it out. Yeah, but with all the recording technology we have, they should have recorded what it did. They weren't like, oh, there it goes. No, they recorded it, <laughs> right? These, uh, right? Am I wrong? It's, I'm sure it's recorded, so they can either know it moved faster or it didn't move faster. Seem doesn't seem to work for me. Well, you know, we got to set up a, a bunch of scientific debate. Yes. So we can get paid thousands of dollars to talk about whether what? or not it was sped up or not. Well, whether or not Pluto is a planet. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. We got three lines jammed up. Thank you, guys. Leo, Kevin, and Sherry will be right back to you. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. A little mellow for computer talk, but still cool, still appropriate there, Matt. I'm not complaining, just saying. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. The lines are starting to jam up. I knew you guys are out there. I didn't think we solved all the computer problems that were out there. I mean, if we figure someday they will be solved, but probably not in my life. No, no. <clears throat> Umwamwa will be back um, by that time. Let's go to uh, your calls, though. Let's go to Leo in, in Canton first. He was online first. Hey, Leo, what's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, I've got a Windows 7 uh, professional uh, machine, and the uh, control function doesn't work like, you know, Control-C for copy and Control-P for print. And I can't figure out why that has stopped working. Hmm. All right, that is weird. Yeah. Now, just a little bit more to the backstory. The copy of Windows that I bought... um, it tried to update to Windows 10, and when it did, my wife shut it off. So, oh gee. It, so now it thinks that I have an illegal copy of Windows, and of course, Microsoft has been absolutely no help. Oh, you so, called them and they couldn't correct it? Nope, they refused to. They said you buy 10 or you buy 7, but everybody has the same thing that they say. And You're kidding. Was, uh, well, no, nope. absolutely. When it finally got to talk to a real human being, um, yeah, you know, and I told them that it was their Windows 10 tried to install itself, and they just didn't care. So, yeah. Well, 
so I'm stuck. You know, I'm stuck with it, and I, I guess I could go out and buy another copy of Seven because I don't want Ten. Uh, yeah, that just sounds. That seems wrong, right? You already own it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, and I said, you know, I can send you copies of receipts where I bought it from, and they said, nope, that doesn't count because you could put it on any machine. Okay. Um, well, again, you've heard our show about how we—it's a love-hate relationship we have with Microsoft. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sorry they're treating you the way they are. Um, now, let it be a lesson to those out there listening. Don't turn a computer off in the middle of an update. That's bad news. <laughs> I'm yeah. not blaming your wife. I'm not blaming her. Yeah. Don't ever tell yeah. her I said that. But it's you shouldn't no. you shouldn't do it in the middle of anything. It's, it's going to scramble something. It might have in this case. Can you get into uh, safe mode with this computer? Um, yes, I believe I can. Okay. Can you try to uh, use a restore point if they haven't been erased um, in safe I, mode? Yeah, I tried that from from uh, when that happened, okay. and uh, it it had erased. I think that's probably the first thing they did when they started the update because there were no safe modes left. Okay, so that's out. In looking at some of the stuff that I found doing some searches while we've been talking, it turns out you could have a corrupt or damaged displayswitch.exe. Have you done any searches and found things like that? No. Okay, well, you're not Googling the way I'm Googling, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so displayswitch.exe uh, seems that it could have been the issue here. And we can put some links up here. This is right from Microsoft Answers, um, where you end okay. up um, removing it and having it um, reinstall. That, okay. could, that could solve it. Obviously, if you reinstall Windows, most likely that'll solve your issue because you, cut, you okay. have some sort of corruption, but you don't have the disks. So you really have to choose either buy 7, buy 10, or try these granular repairs that are going to hopefully fix yep. a faulty system. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully, yep. Now, if, if uh, display switch, that would, be, that would take care of my... Uh, uh, control functions, correct? That's what this article says. Windows shortcut key control P uh, is yep. no longer working, and it turns out it's related to a file called displayswitch.exe. Okay. Um, and uh, I, sus I suspect that if you've replaced that file, you might solve that one issue, or there's other files that you have to deal with as well that are damaged. But again, without the software, you can't reinstall it. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I do have the... Um, uh, uh, the, the, the software, Ooh. you know, the hard copies. But when I try reinstalling them, it says that it doesn't uh, acknowledge the key. Oh, so the key you have is not the same as the disks you have. Yeah, uh, it, it was, and then until that, that update started. So somehow in, in the Microsoft world, it has erased that. Well, that's interesting. Again, Microsoft is supposed to support Windows 7 until 2020. So the reason, the fact that they're not "quote unquote" supporting you, and you have disks and key for legitimacy, yeah. and making you go out, go out and buy more is bizarre to me. Generally, they're not that evil. <clears throat> what's the uh, <laughs> What's Generally. the manufacturer of this uh, uh, computer again? Who made your computer, Leo? Yeah, it's I did. <laughs> oh, okay. So you built it yourself, and you bought the software yeah. with the key, so you know it's legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to reactivate it for crying out yep. loud. Um, yeah, and. Uh, that was the big thing was they said, well, you know, you built it. Uh, you probably built 100 computers with the software. So, uh, 
Oh, so what they're what they're saying? Did they and they didn't have any proof though that that yeah. key was used in multiple places. That's what they're trying to say. Yeah. Okay, so here's a here's there's there could be truth to that. So Leo, if that software cost really was a really cheap copy, you could have. No, it, it was it was uh, you know I paid most market for it. Okay, then. So again, I don't know for sure, but we do find folks that are buying gray market software. Like we'll quote yep. our clients, you know, Office Suite. And our our price is X, right? And they can find it for a hundred and fifty bucks less. Well, that's yep. that's falling off a truck somewhere, right? That's gray market illegal right. software. And like Eric, why can't I use that? Well, because it, you could have the problem that you're having, Leo. Um, yeah. So maybe wherever you bought it, it wasn't legit, and somebody did resell it and resell it and resell it, and that key is out there. So I'll give yep. Microsoft the benefit of the doubt because I don't well, know them to be as evil as you're describing. That it could be that case. Yeah, for the first time, it it it, it worked. I, mean, I understand. I had it up and working and registered. Yeah, I understand. But they can and flip then, it off. They can turn it off. Well, yeah, they only so allow it, one or two activations right. per key. Right. And then so. they turn it off. So we're gonna okay. put we're gonna put that link up there for you, Leo. And um, yeah. you check it out. Yeah. And then you may have to get a, a quote unquote legit copy of uh, the operating system. I think to make it active. I think you're kind of stuck there. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotta let All you right. go. Yeah, good old evil Microsoft. Uh, again. <laughs> yeah, they, they may be in the right. Who knows? Thanks, Leo, for calling. Hey, thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.